Ding dong, bing Ooh. bong. Welcome to Think Fresh oh. Podcast. Bing bong. Big <laughs> What's T-Y, up, everybody? I'm Big T Y. This is my co-host, Easy E R I C Eric. Think Fresh Podcast, banging in your headphones. Shout out to the breadheads. Well, thanks for tuning in today. <laughs> I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? Shout out to all my uh, motherfuckers that eat bread. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the motherfuckers from. Uh, you know, Harlem that get bread and the motherfuckers from Vancouver that bread, you know, it's two very oh, different yeah. things. And I'm, I'm both. Yep. We're talking about <laughs> our, our green guys and our gluten girls and uh can't forget about our, uh, harvest our, homies, the, our harvest homies. Yep. The they, thems, <laughs> the unidentified, mm-hmm. um, everybody's welcome on this podcast. Yeah. Especially you, the fuckers. listeners. Yep. I would fuck around with some focaccia. Focaccia. Big big bun buddies. You ever ever call your homies big bun? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your your preferred bronoun with the boys? My my preferred bronoun for my HEO friends is Mm -hmm. big bun broskies. And uh, you're right. I only fuck with big uh, bun having ass dudes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to call my my bros baby. Hey, baby, because I feel like it's one a little bit more intimate. Uh, shows we're really friends, mm-hmm. and two, it's disarming. No one wants to punch someone that calls them baby. Mm-hmm. It's, ma- it's a maternal instinct, you see. Yeah, no one wants beef like, with uh, mama. You don't want mama beef, unless you're like a, like a fo- like NFL player. Like name any NFL player, then you probably do want to beat your baby. <laughs> like there's a good chance you want to beat your baby if you're in the nfl right ty hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not, I, what an interesting stereotype it's not a stereotype it's, a, it's statistically <laughs> significant <laughs> we got the numbers we ran the numbers on this one yeah we ran the numbers ty if that's like the most woman beating profession except for like drug dealers probably yeah, like pimp daddy. And that's just a that's just an educated guess. <laughs> I think so. It's a strong hypothesis. Well, mm-hmm. okay. I I can probably think of somebody more. Like what is this contemporary? This is a contemporary statistic. If you go back in time, though, I'd say that like it gets a lot di- more difficult to disseminate which which occupation has the most the highest degree of wife beaters. <laughs> you mean um, they them respecters. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> oh man happy pride ty how are you doing happy pride happy pride life? happy corporate pride eric i'm i'm doing great it's good to see you hello or should i say chow chow main eric i'm sipping on some uh homemade wonton <laughs> soup right now uh wow, you, that listen, was to this, listen to this you want to delete that segue i thought that was pretty good Dude, that was the most elite transition. And, you know, I'm not talking about LGBT. I'm talking about auditory transition. That was beautiful, Ty. Well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got the whole the whole order in. Homemade, Eric. I got some Kung Pao tofu, some tempeh fried rice. I got my own homemade veggie egg rolls, deep fried them myself. And, of course, the heart of the meal or... It looks more like the testicles of the meal. Uh, some delicious veggie wonton soup made by yours truly. Quite the spread. Wow. 
Dude, it's unbelievable how you manage to gentrify your own living room. Do you do takeout? Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I like, you know, it's like a special meal when you like, as a white dude, you like break out the chopsticks at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, this will be fun. This will be fun and, and like a little bit like ch- challenging. Like, it's like good friction, you know, like, I just want to like struggle a little bit. Just you like they did, a little. you know, back in the day. That's a fact. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not doing takeout, but I did think about putting in some takeout boxes just to, like, really triple down on the theme. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty ha- pretty satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure you could have found some, like, um, like, what about Kiko Kostantinov, like, designed, uh, like, ceramic takeout boxes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, something, like, mm-hmm. really expensive that's, like, kind of tacky, but also, like, you know, thoughtful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like it, there's probably something on Essence that's it looks exactly like a takeout bag, but it's actually a, like a purse with a 14k gold carrot chain mm-hmm. on. Probably uh, made by Tom Brown or Moschino or yeah, something like that. I was that, thinking Moschino. Know? Yeah, so <laughs> that's exactly it's in the cart. It's in the wish list. We'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll wait till mm-hmm. the next uh, private sale. Make make the <laughs> cop mm-hmm. as a non-tiered member tied do you get access to the private sale <laughs> first of all fuck you i get my invite <laughs> yes it's a few days later than yours but mm-hmm. it's just a few good... uh a few weeks calendar weeks later um but you do get you know five percent off your and the meal meester leather boots that's mm-hmm. that's really nice for you ty yeah. i usually i usually now that we have everything else on essence i usually take advantage of these five percent off sales to get like a better price than i could get at bluecheckasop.com or off the salt mm-hmm. so all the essentials the reusables you know mm-hmm. the hand soaps the uh the the shaving cream the the sunscreen all that all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah it is nice when they drop the 10 percent off on essence because mm-hmm. that means i don't need to like walk all the way to gas town to flex my corporate code i can just mm-hmm. like, do that from the comfort of my uh you know cb2 couch <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I don't always t- I partake in the 5% off private sale, but it's always nice to get an invite, you know? Nice to know I'm still on, in the loop. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, speaking of invites, I, I invited you to go eat with me in person at Subway last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is and when I, we... I took you up on it. We did it. We made that activation happen. <laughs> We're, let's tell the breadheads all about it. We got to tell the breadheads all about it. You know why? Because it was our first attempt at recording after my vacation. Um, mm-hmm. Poor Ty stayed at home this whole time. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't work <laughs> out. And we recorded like a different time. Uh, and we were so caught up in my trip that we forgot to talk about the actual experience of dining in at Subway that time. And that was really mm-hmm. fun because Ty and I played a little, a little game. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a game? That's, that's, that was what Eric said to me when we walked into the subway. Would you like to play mm-hmm. a game? Mm-hmm. Off the cuff, Ty and I uh, decided to fuck with our sandwich artist by ordering our entire sub, you know, sub, ingredients and all, um, without saying the name of the thing you're asking for. So, like, you weren't allowed to say, like, BMT, uh, cheese, lettuce, veggie patty. You weren't allowed to say any of these things. You have to, like either point to it or like describe it using like similar words or like descriptive words. Um, and 
that was really challenging to do later on in the funnel <laughs> because it, you, it, you, uh, yeah. you weren't able to like plan that far ahead when you're standing in line. You have to like really like describe mayo without saying the word mayo. You have to be like the white creamy <laughs> sauce or like, or the <laughs> sauce. Yeah, it was a, it was a masterclass in improvisation. And I, I don't know about you, Eric, you probably uh, empathize with other ESL people walking into Subway. I certainly uh, empathized with my illiterate listeners because it was challenging. It was challenging. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk through how, how we went about this. I, I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll tell you about my my I wanted the veggie sub and I was being a wussy ass baby. So I only wanted a six inch. So how I went about that was I asked for the little, the little sandwich and I made this little, like little tiny gesture with my hands, mm-hmm. like it just mm-hmm. looked a little bit D one. And then I said the no meat sandwich. And then he asked what bread. So I answered, I want the popular bread and he figured <laughs> it out, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. He knew exactly. He even pointed to it. He was like, Oh, I would recommend the herbs and cheese. And we were like, wow, this guy's, uh, this guy has no idea what he's in for. <laughs> Fucking synergy. Then, when you said, after, um, Ty, yeah. when, you, when you said, I'll have the little meatless one, I thought you were referring to yourself. And I was like, no, Ty, you're supposed <laughs> to order a sandwich. Like, you're not supposed to describe yeah. you. Yeah, they, they hit a buzzer under the table when someone orders that. They're like, we got another Fogel in here. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Fogel emergency. But... I think I think he became uh, disarmed after I attempted to add marinara sauce to that little little meatless bun. Because mm-hmm. uh, spaghetti he, sauce. I called it yeah the red spaghetti sauce, and he figured it out. But that's when he realized this wasn't going to be a normal order. <laughs> so then I'm on first base. Eric's up to the plate, bat in hand. What What'd you order, Eric? <laughs> wow, the timeline is so perfect. Um, so at that point, I. I kind of played myself, Ty. I went for like a really complicated order for no real reason. I just wanted to challenge myself. So, guys, I went for the um, pork and poultry. (laughs) Dude, when you said pork and poultry, I lost my shit. I had to turn away. I was crying laughing. Oh, my God. He ordered the pork and poultry, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) Dude, that's the chicken and bacon ranch, my guy. Um... Dude, it took him so long to figure out that what that was. I was like pointing to it, and he was like, "What? This one?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, it's the one with the new badge on it." And then it's like, "Oh, the chicken and bacon." And then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, cool." Um, and then mm-hmm. from then on, I just was a lot of yeses and nos, and then it was the yes toasted, yes cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty simple. You were and smart then... though. You waited for him to speak. You just like wait for him to <laughs> make the first move. It's mm-hmm. like chess. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we like came at this with like heavy accents, I think he would have been more tolerant of us. But mm-hmm. we we came in there like speaking perfect English to each other, and then <laughs> and then like <laughs> suddenly not knowing English when it was time to order. Um, mm-hmm. And and but... then immediately after, I say like, "Okay, where do you want to sit? Can I grab the bathroom code?" <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, okay. So you know, th- at this point, he takes yours out of the oven, plops mine in, and then. It's uh, over to you, Ty. Yeah, so I had a bit of time while I was in the toaster to figure out how I was going to navigate <laughs> the vegetable section. Now, I don't understand pointers at Subway, Eric. I don't understand them at all. It doesn't work. I'm trying to it point doesn't. with my fingers, and 
they're not they're complete misdirections so i started calling them the the colorful ones like can i get all the green ones can i get the purple ones can i get those scraggly brown ones and mm -hmm. he followed along decently well but i felt like that that shtick could only go so long so at, eventually i just said all of those all of those this row mm -hmm. and uh so I had to like make some compromises. I couldn't be as particular about the amount of lettuce I wanted. And it was also really <laughs> hard with like some vegetables live between two colors. Like the tomatoes are kind of red, kind of brown. The lettuce is kind of <laughs> brown, kind of green. Mm -hmm. The lettuce and spinach sit side by side. So if I ask for the green one, I'm getting both. And uh, everything's <laughs> kind of living between green and brown, to be honest. So <laughs> you kind of have to like, point really carefully and then like hope that they like see where you're looking but it's it was really hard yeah um, dude we should we should call this the compost bin that's what we need to call those that section mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah well, i like to call it as the artist's uh palette <laughs> <laughs> um but you know what um uh, it took a lot of like cognitive like effort for me to not say red onion <laughs> mm -hmm. And to say the purple one, because that mm -hmm. like, sounds like so wrong to me. Like, I could have said the red one, but then I might have been stuck with, like, God knows what, the tomato. Maybe maybe an unnecessary amount of banana peppers. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous game, right? What if you threw a few mm -hmm. slices of salami back on? I would have liked that. Yeah, that would have been kind of a fun. <laughs> what an accidental innovation. <laughs> wow, yeah. So untoasted salami. Um <laughs> We're making our own and, uh, virus here. <laughs> Speaking of wet market, Ty, it's, it was time to navigate over to the sauces. And do you want to just talk about how you managed to do that? <laughs> Dude, I phoned it in so hard. At this point, I was, it was a wrap for me. My foot long had become a wrap. I, uh, I, I, did, I was laughing so hard at you, trying to make sense of the vegetables, that I just turned to the artist and I said, you choose. <laughs> I... I, I I delegated sauce duty to my artist completely. Mm -hmm. And I, he said, how about these two? And the, the mofo <laughs> points to the two spiciest sauces in the bucket. And all I can say is yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, he loads me just up with one. But just, you, I you guess were like, so. you're like, you know what? It's your sandwich now. The guy was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm driving the boat. Yeah, dude. Jesus, take the wheel. Or in this case, I think mm -hmm. his name was Jesus. Something now like he loads on this like creamy habanero and then some like it, i think it was just dripping fr straight franks on and <laughs> after those are done he says good then i think i gotta i gotta bring this back to reality i, I think there's a chance i can sa save our subs S sos <laughs> so i try to get some ranch or some mayo in there anything to like cool the heat now i can't say ranch or mayo eric Mm -hmm. So I just said something creamy and I pointed to the white one, something white and creamy. And he says, uh, uh, and he starts picking the bottles up and then he mm -hmm. eventually grabs like the peppercorn ranch, which has still got a little bit of bite. And I took it squirt, squirt. Mm -hmm. It's a wrap, package it up, send her off. Mm -hmm. Everyone should know that the, that the jerking motion, it means mayo. Like that's like, <laughs> It's universal. Universally, like, yes, I want the mayonnaise. And I don't want no light neither, right? No, I um, think that's literally sign language for mayo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just a couple um, of jerks. Just a couple of jerks below the belt. Um, 
but Ty, when it was my turn, I basically had like lost all energy at that point. And <laughs> I just like I just like didn't know how to even communicate the sauces because I can't even like see what color the sauces are really. Like I know mayo is white, but like everything else is just like a word on top mm-hmm. of the bottle. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't know how to ask for like sweet onion. Like what is that? The translucent yeah. one? <laughs> like <laughs> So I just start pointing kind of ran like arbitrarily into the middle of the pile. I say like, can't get that one. And then, <laughs> and then, oh and then this motherfucker points to the first sauce in the corner and says, this one? I said, no, go down. And then the guy goes right. And he's like, this one? I'm like, no, go go back and then go down. And then he keeps going right. He's like, this one? And then I say, yeah, fuck it. Like, let me get that. And then I think it was oh like Southwest or something something like pink it might have been hot sauce i don't remember and then <laughs> i said yeah let me get the creamy one also and then he hit me with some ranch or mayo i don't even remember yeah. and then Dude. and then that was it and then um and then he's like bag i said no <laughs> <laughs> dude that was i was i was dying when you were wearing the sauce it felt like walk it was the sauce equivalent of going into an elevator and hitting every floor <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And it's kind of like, um, like you know, you know that scene of like deleted scene for Borat when he like goes yes. across for cheese. He's yeah, like, what, what is this? What is this? And he's like, that's cheese. It's like, and this, cheese. cheese. And uh, what about this? And that's also, also cheese. cheese. <laughs> that's how I felt uh, ordering sauce, man. It was it was rough. I'm so sad that scene got deleted. That was the highlight of the film for me. And thank God Borat came out during like the the DVD era because if we went straight to Netflix with that, we would have missed that cut. Oh, I know. He would have been uh, like executed for you know tormenting so many people. Oh yeah, I'm sure the dairy industry is lobbying against Borat hard. <laughs> um. So that yeah, that, so uh, that describes our like you know, a little in, in-person dining uh, situation. Um, but Ty, I also dined in elsewhere last week. I had a sandwich. Do <laughs> you want to hear about that? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Of course I want to hear more about your sandwich. Obviously you want to hear about that. Um, I went to good old-fashioned Joe's Italian Deli in, on oh, Broadway. Shit. Have you been that there? Is, I have not eaten there. That's the one out in Point Grey, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. I've done drive-bys, and when I drove by Joe's Italian Deli, I did one of those, like, shoulder checks through the window, like a double take, like, damn, I need to go in there and order a sandwich. Dude, that place is unreal. Like, it's kind of like Railtown Cafe, like, the quality of, like, the sandwich and salad combo. Um, But they all come in these, like, foot-long-style buns. (laughs) As a... just eating his fucking noodles like a madman right now. Um, <laughs> fucking menace. Um, but yeah, I got I got the uh, spicy salami, as I as I do usually. Mm-hmm. Basically, the pizza sub. You know, it had a little mozzarella, some olive tapenade, um, mm-hmm. and then I got the large, obviously, with a combo salad mm-hmm. and nice little Caesar, which was dressed heavily high. This is the he- most heavy dressed caesar i've ever had and it was so good damn dude i yeah. love me a wet caesar mm-hmm. i like them exactly. wet oh yeah <laughs> it's also refreshing when the uh, vegetables on the side aren't the same vegetables that are in the sandwich Just Actually, a, it's it a small touch it was oh. i had lettuce and uh 
there was actually a moment where like I was eating the sandwich and then a piece of lettuce like fell into my salad and I, it was like it was like lost and I was like I don't know which one fell into the salad. <laughs> They're all like, the exact same. Uh, oh. uh, well, the uh, my paternal instinct wants to tell you that it's all going to the same place. Don't worry about it, son. <laughs> exactly, just mash it up and you're good to go. But Ty, you mm-hmm. want to know something funny about um, TikTok haircuts? What's up with this segue? <laughs> They're called Caesars. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. So, and uh, so you can like order a Caesar. I order Caesars everywhere I go to. At the barber shop, at the, mm-hmm. at the sandwich shop, every kind of shop. Now, is it called a Caesar because that's like a little bit more of a European take on the lettuce, which is a common term for like our hockey hockey brothers oh. and sisters? Wow, that is absolutely amazing. I have a feeling Caesar was invented before <laughs> lettuce heads were. Um, but you could be right, Ty. I don't know. I, I really like that observation. Mm-hmm. Something about skulls make people want to compare them to leafy greens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got waves like a lettuce. Mm-hmm. That you do. Now, mm-hmm. tell me about this sandwich and Caesar combo. When you are ordering a sandwich from a, let's call it a third-party restaurant, because it's not it's not the blue check certified app or not apple subway <laughs> mm-hmm. um so it's it you jail you jailbroke your sandwich you're not from the official sandwich store mm-hmm. uh do you find that you default to some subway ordering techniques or are you walking in there with all your senses fresh and open like an open-faced mm-hmm. panini and mm-hmm. looking to experience new things or are mm-hmm. you are you on Tesla autopilot? Wow, great question, Ty. I think I walk into all the restaurants like a naive little virgin. <laughs> I just mm. uh, take in the menu for the first time, and I don't apply any biases to what I'm looking at. I know what I like approximately, but I'm looking at the menu. I'm not really going to make any substitutions unless <laughs> unless I uh, you know have gone a few times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went straight for what I know, and that's the salami spicy. <laughs> I like that. So you're somewhere between a manual driver and a Tesla autopilot. Yeah, so an automatic. <laughs> an automatic. <laughs> Mr. Elantra just ripping in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are you, Ty? What are your uh, techniques for ordering in a menu that is you know, it's it's a fixed menu. It's not a subway, you know, free for all. Mm. It's a it's a fixed menu offering. What do you do? You're on a la carte situation, sandwichuation. Um <laughs> Well, I I live in a different reality than you, my co host. It's a, a game of looking for the most expensive thing that doesn't have meat. <laughs> and <laughs> that, that narrows down the options real fast. Oh yeah. Well there's one. Yeah, there always is. So it's pretty easy. That's awesome. So something's got a little bit of tempeh, maybe a little, or uh, you know, Ooh. veggie patty of sorts. That's you know usually yes. what you rock with. Yeah, there's the only way to like uh, the only way to make a vegetarian sandwich cheaper is to just take things out. <laughs> it's true. Make it smaller. <laughs> yeah. So really, you're looking to maximize your number of ingredients. That's why Subway's so great because it's infinite. But 
if you can like score in a veggie sandwich like some like beet or tempeh would be good perhaps uh like some pear slices that's usually a big mm. hit walnuts mm-hmm. walnuts um some balsamic reduction yeah if you get hummus in a sandwich that's pretty exciting that'll get that'll get me going mm-hmm. um, wow yeah cauliflower you want to stay clear of sandwiches that over index on uh sprouts or leafy greens because those mm-hmm. things will zap your flavor they they can be texturally overwhelming and they will soak up any flavor that's provided by the other vegetables mm-hmm. honestly sprouts to me are just like honestly never mind because it's all filler it's all filler but you know what? You kind of <laughs> like the texture. <laughs> it's all filler. It takes up too much space, and it gives the illusion that the sandwich is big and that you're going to be full. But really, mm-hmm. you take out one bite, or you like kind of grab with your hand, and it just like gets to be like sixty percent of its original size in almost instantly. <clears throat> you know what, though? Just like honestly, never mind. Sprouts make they make, make it. They're good. They're good, like a background vegetable in a sandwich. Just like <laughs> the music is background music. You, if it's if you're letting it be the star of your sandwich, that's on you. You should know better. But mm-hmm. just, if you let them let them be in the background, have some other have some other ingredients that are like owning the front of front of the stage, the front of the palate, the top mm-hmm. notes, front of house. And you're good. Front of house. You're good then. Don't put honestly. Never mind in, on a pedestal, mm-hmm. or in this case, gonna... on a sandwich. Yeah, it's not going to win you any versus battles. Um, but what might is, you know, a nice little pear. <laughs> mm-hmm. A nice little artisanal homemade veggie patty, perhaps. Falafel. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it, just like just like at Subway, Eric, it always comes down to the sauces with veggie sandwiches. Because, like, mm. a tomato slice everywhere, it kind of tastes the same. Unless you're, like, in Tuscany. Then you, like, it tastes a little better. <laughs> So you really got to lean on your sauces, uh, a balsamic reduction, maybe like a pesto ting, anything that like is a something you don't like have actively like on rotation in your fridge door gets me pretty excited. If you want to just do the mayo mustard ting, that's good on you, but it's not going to make my short list. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing, Kai. I, I, I learned things from you. Every single day when it comes to eating <laughs> eating within your very narrow scope um you gotta be really creative it fosters a lot of new creativity um to you know you know have the walls closing in on you like that i, res- mm-hmm. I respect it i'm like a dog in a corner <clears throat> gotta bite <laughs> i'll bite i'm not afraid to bite Woof. speaking of um you know making decisions on the menu have you ever just like looked at a menu at a restaurant and then like gotten up and just left um mm, i don't think so i'm very uh, accommodating <laughs> have you <laughs> like what what would what would turn you away that quickly is it when you have to like cock your head up in the air to read the menu like at subway mm. <laughs> um wow i didn't even think of subway and i'm you know i'm pretty proud of myself i was thinking about like those like cool little bistros where they have like maybe like a chalkboard and like mm. like hand writes the menu that every single day uh, mm-hmm. and then like just wipes it out when it's sold out like i like those mm-hmm. kinds of establishments so i guess technically no um but i have done it when like i sit down at a fancy place and 
it's just like out of my price range doesn't happen often but you're just like sit down and you're like oh this um like chicken tender is like 45 euros <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like that's great like i could sit here and like pretend to nobody that it's this is okay or i could like get up and bounce um right you know only only after they bring me the 35 dollar bottle of evian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah at least get a little bit of free sparkling water to make it worth your time but <clears throat> mm-hmm. i i understand that situation completely eric you don't know what you don't know. And especially fancy restaurants that are trying to still do the QR code thing. Like, <laughs> nothing's more pedestrian than a QR code. And they need to wake up. Mm-hmm. I want to be so entertained by the, like, hot people there that I don't even want to, like, take out my phone. Like, I just want to be, like, enthralled by the environment and, the, like, the music and, like, like, the cool waitress. You know, things like that. Like, I don't want to be, like pulling out my phone give me the fucking paper menu like we're not afraid of covid and if we are like you get it we're rich enough to just pay for a cure it's it's all good yeah i'll buy the cure if i need to Mm -hmm. so what you're saying is you you would would rather look at the ambient lighting above the bar and the cool lavender branch tattoo on your server's forearm (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly exactly uh... (laughs) you nailed it buddy you don't want to go into the dark, the dark place into into the iPhone 13 Pro. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a paper menu guy too because there's something more like, as someone who like lives online, I find that like a menu is a way better representation of brand than any website ever will be. Mm-hmm. Because you have a texture, you have a warmth, you have a sense of space, and mm-hmm. there, you, that that is that's brand equity. So. Paper menus are probably more memorable and more influential. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I also want the waiter to like take it away from me after. Be like, okay. And just like takes the menu. Like, I don't want them to like close the tab on my phone for me. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> May I, I don't borrow want to have, your like... phone, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have like instant access to it either. Like, I want them to like, I want to have to like ask for something like, okay, I want more food or like I want a different wine. Like I want to communicate with my waiter. I mean like, hey, mm-hmm. what, what do you got in the uh, orange natural wine department? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's anything the Negroni anything... program looking like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything aged in a concrete barrel? Mm-hmm. I totally feel you. There's something about like the act of servicing means I don't self-service by like playing on my phone. If I'd if I w- wanted to come to your restaurant to play on my phone, I'd just order Uber Eats at home. Exactly. And then, you know, once you, like, open the door to, like, looking at the online menu, then suddenly you're, like, looking at the Google Photos for the place. You're looking mm-hmm. at their Instagram to see what the Cacho Pepe looks like. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, you're, like, I don't know, stuck in this, like, world of, like, Yelp reviews. And that's just, like, no good for anybody. Mm-mm takes away the magic the magic's exactly. gone eric mm-hmm. i want to experience it for the first time with zero outside influence like a controlled mm-hmm. study <laughs> how would you feel oh, if you if... finished your little bowl there i'm on the last couple slurps <laughs> the wonton hit good today eric mm-hmm. um i wanted to round out this thought with by retoasting it a little bit heating it up if 
you're sitting at Subway, sandwich in hand, you've already placed your order. Mm-hmm. Would you appreciate or be turned off by the idea of a sandwich artist just swinging by the table to check in, make sure everything's all right, see if he could bring you a, a milk to go or a Powerade? <laughs> I would love a Powerade, thank you. Thanks, <laughs> <Ice> Blue. <laughs> Um, what, what's your Powerade selection today? Yeah, what's the Powerade <laughs> du jour? Um, yeah, what's what's by the glass in the Powerade section? Uh, um, tap. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone checking on me. Ty. One thing I learned from dining in Paris is that customer service is stupid. I don't want you to talk to me. Okay, I want you to like tell me the best thing on the menu, tell me the best wine, and fuck off for the rest of the evening. <laughs> See, I disagree. I like that. <laughs> That's that service that we're paying for. That's where the tip comes from. Mm-hmm. No tip. <laughs> no tip. No tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Put it this way: Would you rather your sandwich artist? Okay, the only time the sandwich artist comes out from behind the counter while I'm in the restaurant. Is when they're dragging to either unlock the bathroom (laughs) or to drag a giant bag of trash across the floor, leaving some mystery sludge streak behind it right past my table. Uh huh. And I think if they were like on the floor, like doing the rounds, schmoozing with the customers, they might be a little more sensitive to that trash that trash bag streak. That is true. You know, I guess the requirement of the franchise model is they need to, like, do an audit of the location. <laughs> like, that has to have a fucking back door. Like, mm. there's no way... Well, okay, that, that subway we go to has a drive through Not for Subway, but it's, like, wrapping around the building. So yeah. if the sandwich artist were to step out through the back door, they might get hit by somebody's, like, suburban, you know? Is there a back door there? I just assumed they jumped the counter when they went to work. I didn't realize <laughs> there was a second entrance. I don't know, dude, honestly. Um, but there is like a weird like barn door <laughs> situation <laughs> in, in our subway as well. Um, it's by the fireplace. Um, oh, but it looks yeah. like, uh, you know, you know, when you like, when like suburban like families like convert their garage into like, like a man cave. Like, that's mm-hmm, kind of what it looks mm-hmm. like. And then from the inside, you see the garage door, but it's, like, painted over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, there was a remnant of a garage here, but you're not allowed to, like, open this anymore. That's right. So the subway equivalent is to put a, instead of a this house is blessed painting <laughs> on the garage wall, they put a giant painting of some bell peppers. Mm-hmm, exactly. Hidden in plain sight. This is why I didn't see the door, Eric. It's covered mm-hmm. in beautiful art. Yeah, Maybe behind the <laughs> behind the um, you know marinara sauce painting, um, there is <laughs> and the uh, there is a fossil of like good friends and good wine like written <laughs> or something. <laughs> Damn! So the back of house at Subway is kind of like a little speakeasy where you have to pull <laughs> a lever and answer a password to get in there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the bathroom is the speakeasy because that's what requires a password. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you know what? The bathroom might as well just be another area in the restaurant. I went into a subway oh. bathroom for... I went in, Okay, our subway location. I went in the bathroom for the first time ever, Eric, last week. Ever. First time in that bathroom. 
Let me explain to you what that bathroom is like. I think I've seen it. Have you been in? I think so. Have Maybe you like <laughs> have you been? Have you been, sir? <laughs> first time? First time, long time. <laughs> okay. Long, long time There's listener, a... first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> the most redeeming quality of this bathroom, Eric, because it's just like a normal bathroom, is that square they footage. carry you know, not the square footage. It's it's the uh, respectable like fifteen square feet, maybe. But when you walk in, the tile from the restaurant just continues in. You got that like inside outside tile, and then they run <laughs> the tile all the way up the walls, the same tile all the way wall ceiling. So in a way, you're kind of like in this like Inception style warped subway room where the floor is caving in around you. <laughs> Oh man, it's like you're in the sub. It's like you're in, yeah. You're in the sub, dude. That's fucking wild. It's kind of like like a like one of those like Chinese like bathrooms or something, where it's like the shower is the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like there's no tub or door. It's just like the, there's like a shower head like just there, like in front of the toilet. Mm-hmm. You can shower while you're on the toilet. I mean, it's probably good because like. Who knows what people would be like doing to the drywall in there if if it was exposed? Like, you know, all that oh, yeah. like, you know, all all these liquids, unnamed liquids going into the wall that would never mm-hmm. come out. So it's probably good that it's all like, you know, sur- like the surface mm-hmm. is like like you know able it's to moppable. It's yeah. moppable. You know, you just take the mop, you do the floor, you do the walls, you, mm-hmm. do, the you do the ceiling. Yeah, there is a lot of meat passing through those patrons, so <laughs> it's probably for the best. But because of the inside-out flooring, Eric, they're not too far off from just setting up an extra table in the bathroom, and it wouldn't feel too different than anywhere else in the restaurant. <laughs> wow, I have, I have a feeling it would. You don't think it'll feel different to have someone shitting next to your table? Well, you can <laughs> lock the door, dummy. <laughs> This is closed for a private event. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, are you saying, you you didn't say more chairs in there. You you just said table. So is this a seat for one? (laughs) I guess you could bring the chairs in too. You could could host a party. Reservation for four, please. I mean, it already comes with one. So you might need another for a guest and then Mm -hmm. you're good to go. Wow. It's like my 400 pound spouse or whatever. Like. The toilet the built into the bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want in out the other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Subway would. <laughs> Subway would. Subway would try it. Mm-hmm. Having wow. said that, Eric, I think you and I should go hit the courts. What do you think? Oh, about yeah. That? It's time to have Ty redeem himself um, for his lackluster performance on the tennis court last time. Um, actually, it was a close game, but I, I've been putting up some reps, you know, all week. So we'll see how that goes for you. But I'm excited to play. Well, I'm going to be jiggling around that court with very little sleep and quite a few wontons in my stomach. So odds are in your favor today, but I'm going to still bring the heat. I'll bring this, mm-hmm. the sweet, chilly heat, that southwest heat. That's what I love to see. Um, I'll, I'll have a nice little bite of some pastries before I go. I'm still in vacation mode, as you can probably tell. And, um, yeah, just to give me some carbohydrates for this activation. Yeah, carb up. You're going to need it. 
All right, King. Let's go play some tennis. Yeah, see you soon. Yeah, thanks for recording with me today. Thank you to the Breadheads for listening. Follow us on Instagram, social, or don't. We don't care. Uh, But make sure to give us a like on Spotify or a heart or whatever. Actually, we don't care. Uh, Tune in next week, everybody. Ciao. Ciao, papi.